Big problems can be solved when smart minds and good hearts get together. Being exposed to a connected network of diverse voices, opinions and characteristics can truly expand one's ability to get an accurate picture of the environment and to make the best decisions for self and organization. This podcast brings together an ecosystem of next practice innovators and influencers to talk about the leadership practices required to shape a better connected and safer world. Welcome to Inspire Next Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Marie-Lou Lévy. Our first series focuses on the positive outcomes and innovations that arose through the difficult and unprecedented global pandemic, the COVID-19. This week, we are joined by Mark Reinecke, co-founder of the STAR program. The STAR program is a community that connects senior leaders around the world to discuss diverse trends that influence and shape actions required for a new globally connected future. We ask Mark why he thinks that community and network is critical, especially now, and his aspiration for this podcast channel. Hey Mark, welcome to the show. We know you are a senior HR leader for a global company, but you are also better known as a super connector. Tell us what got you started into HR and how did you become the super connector you are? It is actually a very simple but true story, which goes back to my times of elementary school. I was born in a small town in Germany, which is mainly known for its automotive brand, the city of Wolfsburg. As my father used to work for this company and had the chance to go for an expatriation, he took the entire family to Portugal. I thus grew up in Lisbon and went to school there for nearly seven years. During this time, I met my former form teacher. His name is Hubert Ries, and he's actually the one inspired me, or you might say the guilty one. He had a unique way of teaching us math and how to memorize figures. It might be the origin of why I remember most of the birth dates of people I meet. He made learning a such joyful competition and asked us to put ourselves in his shoes and to correct our own exams. Step by step, we learned that we were learning for ourselves and not for our teacher or somebody else but it was done in a very enjoyable way. One thing which stuck with me forever was observing, assessing, evaluating. It eventually would not go away anymore and believe it or not, I'm still in touch with my former teacher and we became very, very close friends. I continued this journey during my university studies and focused on HR and did my thesis on employee performance and potential evaluation systems. After my university studies, I was selected to join a trainee program with Mercedes-Benz, focused on HR and talent development. And since now 29 years, I've been working in HR with a major focus on detecting talents and developing them. During my professional life, I met so many people and realized over the years that there's so much more than just gaining knowledge from reading books only, but listening and exchanging with diverse people. I emphasize on listening, which is one of my daily duties and assets when exchanging with people on a daily basis. When you speak, you can't learn much, but when you listen, you can. I've always been a networker and tried to build strong relationships with my professional network. People often realize too late that they are not connected or don't have a network and start to build it up when they are in need and then it's very often too late. 
When you work in a big MNC like I do, a solid network is of essence. You don't need to know everything, but you need to know whom to ask. I often use two sayings as my professional advice to top managers and talents. Network or no work, or another one. Network is only bad for people who don't have one. Over the years, I extended and focused my network more and more towards the outside world. Why is this important? An excellent network inside the company is already something very sustainable and can help you to navigate through the big matrix organization of an MNC. However, having been in touch with many external candidates through my normal HR job, being in charge of the top 250 over the years, shows you that there's so much more outside your garden and fish pond, things you never heard of and you don't even think about as you're mainly connected with people inside your ecosystem and they often think alike. So I started to explore the unknowns and this came mainly through the STAR program, a joint initiative that my company and an executive search firm started back in 2012. The idea was to move away a bit from recruiting is the only solution for a problem a company has towards an approach of creating a club of friends of the house composed of next practice leaders and engaging with them and our top management in thought leadership discussions. Over the years, we have built up a circle of 250 people from more than 36 nationalities representing more than 35 industries, 22% from aerospace 19 from digital and 7 from automotive, with the rest breaking down from 33 other industries. We call them the stars. And they all have one thing in common. They bring something to the table which makes them unique. If you put a handful of these people around the table to discuss next practice topic, the outcome is always superb, as great people think alike and build on the ideas of others. Since 2012, we have invited leaders from diverse industries that are very different from ours to share their perspective on key leadership topics. To date, we have organized close to 50 of these workshops titled Next Practice Discussions with our top management. I can just tell you that they love these exchanges and so do the stars. This network is a powerful community. People feel connected, aligned, and help each other. Their feeling of being part of something bigger and their individual efforts contributes to achieve something great and bigger. Can you tell us what were some of your greatest discoveries through your different dialogues and how has that made you a better person and a better leader? One important thing I learned over the years is you need to be where the people are and communities and networks are like friendship. You need to nurture them, as otherwise they fade away. I always had humming in the butt on concerts still in my nice office in our headquarters. Meeting people where they are is a matter of respect and as well as recognition. COVID-19 has taught us to use different tools to connect, but it can only serve as a bridge. Human beings need physical human contact. Thus, I can't wait to get back in the air again, to be where the people are, and to reconnect again. Having run this community for nearly eight years now showed me one thing. No one, and really no one, is like another. 
Nobody is perfect, but we all can bring something diverse to the party. Diversity is something which you can only embrace when you see it, you feel it, and you can breathe it. The Star Community is a community of so many diverse people and it makes it extremely powerful. Again, roughly 250 stars from more than 36 nationalities representing more than 35 industries and they are all connected around the globe. It gives the stars and me the chance to connect anytime on any given topic you have and you can always find somebody who may have an answer. Thank you, Mark. And why do you think a community is important, especially one that is likely to disagree with each other? As mentioned before, we have done several workshops over the last years. During these next practice discussions, it is important to take the utmost value out of it, meaning not to be complacent, but rather to be challenging and disagreeing. Only through this, you can really achieve something better. Employees internally may be so used to the way of thinking or so committed to their pursuits, in some cases so committed to their passions and protecting it, that they may unknowingly not recognize blind spots. On the other hand, external people who have no attachment with our company, disagreeing is sometimes much easier and makes these discussions so rich. I remember a discussion we once had on defining a strategy on how to develop and bring new service to the market. The representative of the top management had a clear strategy in mind and was convinced it was the right one. One of the stars heavily disagreed and went so far to tell the person blandly, if you pursue this avenue, you will definitely fail. No one internally, no one would have been so blunt. The good thing, a new discussion arose from the statement and a new direction was explored. The other thing I learned over the years is what you don't know, you can't use, but you can always ask. Ask the community and you will always find someone who's ready to help and a positive momentum forms quickly. People would jump on it and try to help. The mistake we always do is not to ask for help. Something which impacted me as well for my professional career. Only the strong will help and also be humble to ask for help. So tell me, how did this podcast come about and what can we expect? That's a good question because we didn't start off by thinking we wanted a podcast. My team member, Serene Cheng, started by asking our friends from the STAR program what was critical to them and what their curiosities are. She collated the various open text answers. From the responses, she saw though most of the responses reflected the current critical state as financial impact, made mainly by COVID-19, leaders' curiosities were beyond COVID-19. Rather, they were a mix of current trends and an underlying need for enablers to drive business agility in the dynamic world. The iceberg model was thus formed. Financial impact is what you can see as the tip of the iceberg, but what drives financial impact is a mix of factors below the surface. We group them as enablers, derailers, and jokers. Examples of enablers are business transformation, innovation, digital, with the most fundamental of them all being leadership. Serene also discussed with some members of the STAR program and noticed that many of them are willing to share their experiences. 
and that we need a mix of activities that cater to the different time zones and schedules for the more than seven time zones our members are in. Thus, together as a team, we decided on creating this podcast channel, totally homemade, our first attempt. Victor went out, researched how to get it up, and set it up. The channel, the flow, the design. The layout and the graphics are from our team member, Marilu. Based on the iSpec model, each episode will feature an invited guest to share his or her leadership experience, or either the enablers they have leveraged, or to discuss their experiences in circumventing the derailers or optimizing the jokers. What is our aspiration for this podcast channel? It is to inspire leadership, create sparks that fuel further thoughts and positive actions of leaders. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Inspire Next Leadership, produced by Serene Zheng and Victor Ertl, with support from our friends in the STAR program. We hope to have you listening in again next week, where Onu Rule will speak to us on his observation during the pandemic lockdown. Until then, stay well and stay inspired.